jerk off. You're listening to the Twadcast, baby. Hey, yo, shut the fuck up. It's the Twadcast. Yo, shut the fuck up. What up? It's me. It's your boy. Shouts out to the internet, baby. Shouts out to the motherfucking ladies showing their ass on IG. What up? 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 What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo, it's T again, baby. The California skies, they gray, they red, they all kinds of colors, man. It's fucking crazy outside. It's not nice to walk your dog. Do the dog need a mask too? Think about it. Dog masks. I don't think so. Healthcare. It should be free. Bang my line if you don't think so. I'm gonna hang the fuck up on you. Animals. Let them live. You eat too many of them. Hey yo. What is up with these? Nah, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Shouts out to these motherfuckers that's really doing. You know what? Shouts out, bro. Shouts out to you, whatever you're doing. Shouts out to the motherfucking people at daycare right now taking care of these nasty kids. They got the mask on. I wonder if daycare is running right now. I remember when I was a kid and I was in daycare. I used to hang out with white people. We used to play in the mud. You know what I'm saying? And my mom would be like, yo, what the fuck is you playing in the mud for? And then she probably looked at me crazy, but I was like, mom, I'm hanging out with white people. This is what they do. They play in the mud. We never did that in my neighborhood because, you know, we only had one white person in the neighborhood and they didn't play in no mud. They probably played in the mud by themselves or with their little cousins when the cousins came through. Shouts out to white trash people. You know what I'm saying? I don't fuck with white people that much. I fuck with white people. I'm lying. But I shout fucking shouts out to my white trash people <laughs> yo shouts out to my nigga bro shouts out to my nigga yellow wolf white trash ass bitch what up what's up with it man what's up yellow wolf hey yo shouts out to um shouts out to uh kuta kente man shouts out to shouts out to you know what i'm saying Shout out to my nigga Chadwick Bozeman, man. He rest in peace. Man, he was so good on James Brown, bro. Y'all niggas need to watch that shit, bro. If y'all think he was good on fucking Black Panther, dude. Oh my god, he is crazy on fucking James Brown, dude. It is insane, bro. He's so damn. Now I need to go watch Jackie. What's it? Jackie Robinson movie, dude. Oh my god. This nigga is like was like was the most like there's no there's no there's no touching this nigga's acting bro greatest actor one of the greatest actors that's ever lived bro straight up straight the fuck up man all these niggas man you already know it's the twan it's the twan cast i got my man today i got my mans today you know what i'm saying i got my mans today 
My man Matt Lubansky Matt Lubansky done did a lot of shit bro That you guys don't know He's a real like behind the scenes kind of guy But he's a fucking great dude And he's definitely one of those people that Is pushing Pushing the culture Of culture I'm talking about everything And street culture bro Urban culture The streets So if you from the streets And you listening right now You need to check out my man Matt Lubansky Sweaty Hand Lou You know what it do Out in Korea right now Say now Brown Cow And that's what it is Twoncast Matt Lubansky. What up, what up? You already know. How you doing? Good, good. Let's 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 flip it back to what we was talking about just right yeah. now with the Spotify. And the, the, the evils of the evils, the evils of Spotify, yeah. No, I was just saying, I think uh like when you started around that time, Rat King, Odd Future, all that shit. It was a good mm-hmm. time. The, the labels didn't know what the fuck they were doing, right? So we no, gave, really. gave it a gave everyone a chance to like actually that was making unique music go right to the fans through Tumblr or whatever the fuck they were doing. Everyone had their own outlet, but and the labels just didn't know how to make money off of it. And then Spotify creeps in, and the labels see an opportunity to hey, the same way we were fucking feeding the beast at the radio, pay for play. Fucking taking radio DJs out to expensive dinners, we can do the same thing with fucking Spotify playlist curators, mm. and they have the power again. So, I mean, that's literally how kids are blowing up now. So I was just saying, I think it's brought the whole fucking radio system back in like a sneaky ass way through a cute little fucking green and black platform that everyone can kind of just fry their brain and not search for their own music, you know? And it gives the actual ill underground kids no fucking shot. True, that's very true. I feel like most underground music I listen to is, like, through the similar artists. Like, if I listen to something, you know, when you listen to something on Spotify and then the similar artists pop up, that's, like, the only time I'll I'll be like, oh, shit. This is, like, something else. That's a good way to do it, and it definitely lets you reach a lot of people. I just think you'd be seeing kids blow up. You're like, who the fuck is this? They got no 
on the ground base. They got no fucking, they don't even do live shows. They're not, and then all of a sudden, they're homie on Spotify, threw them on the fucking chill lo-fi mix at every little fucking cafe place around the world. And they, they bump it now. <laughs> Getting fucking $10,000 checks every month because they got 3 million streams a month. Man. Damn, that shit's so smart. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Someone needs to give Bandcamp the fucking, the big, the big check, the big investor check. Dude, Bandcamp was where it was fucking at, dude. I didn't like, that's like the straight, people still trying to do the Bandcamp thing, but like. It's always like half worked, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a ceiling with it. There is, yeah. It's like, dude, I was, I was eating off a, off a Bandcamp for a while. A lot of people do, but it's just you have to like commit. And yeah. if, you com- if you commit to that, then you kind of have to let this not play the Spotify game as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. This shit is all like puts me off from the whole thing, really. It's it's fucking it's life, bro. We got we're gonna find another fucking way. Yeah, there needs to be another way. Cause like I said, the most important thing for me is that that like gap and no one knowing how to fucking sell their music or like push their music because the labels, CDs were dead and LimeWire and Napster, all this shit was like a couple of years already happening, a decade happening and everyone's illegal downloading shit off of torrents. It kind of gave people more, like bro, you really think about that time and like you had like everyone from what you guys were doing, what Ugly was doing with fucking Trash Talk with Odd Future with Rat King with Death Grips with Mac DeMarco with uh, the electronic dudes Katronada even like it gave everyone making different music all that music is different even if you and Wick were, you and Rat King were both making rap it's completely different you know yeah but it pushed everything equal now like you have to fit into this fucking lo-fi box or this fucking alt-rock fucking playlist or this new west coast playlist and then that coupled with the fact that everyone's using the same fucking ableton plugins it's like everything fucking sounds the same bro yeah and i don't know dude people i feel like most people they love to be fitting into that shit some people will fucking they'll do that shit i used to hate i used to hate when people like be like oh this is lo-fi blah 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 cloud rap and I just be like, dog, I'm, I'm rapping, bro. I'm just, I'm not even. I, I mean, my music from now and what it sounds like before, I don't even know if I could make that stuff. And it's like, I don't really want to. Yeah, you go through different fucking. You just make what you want to make. There's, yeah. there's little kids out here that are literally like, I'm gonna make this type of shit. Oh yeah. That's I used to do. I used to have homies. They used to tell me they'd be like, I want to rap, and they'd be like, I want to sound like this. And sound like, but like this, but with this, and I'll be like, bro, just rap. I'll be like, bro, just fucking rap. Just like, uh. Yeah, the important stuff is never, it's like derivative from fucking old shit, but it has, you know, look at Wu Tang. Like, that's what's gonna fucking, making something unique that hits is what's gonna give you longevity. Yeah, like, if you just rap or you just make music to where you're like, yo, I, this is what I, I like this, this is something different. 
or not even that because i don't feel like most people just make music to be different most people just make music to sound like somebody else yeah but i don't know like if you just make music to make what you want to hear then i think that's ultimately yeah and happy and if someone fucking if the gods that be fucking put eyes on your shit and you get success from that that's fucking amazing and it'll actually make you go further there's kids still doing it like these australian fucks king gizzard and the lizard whoever i feel like found a way to make millions of fucking dollars doing what they want to do you know yeah most like someone's gonna figure it out yeah but that's what i'm saying they made like the fucking strict choice of like yo we're gonna go direct to fans yeah that's where it is bro and not be on spotify or not stream definitely on spotify but i think they push from day one, most of the shit through Bandcamp, through like limited presses, through, uh, they did this thing where like, they just put the MP3s out where like, if you want to press the record as your own independent company, go and do that. Bunch of fans like, just press different versions of the record with different covers and shit. Wow, so tight. That's King Gizzard. What's that, King Lizard Gizzard? Yeah, whatever it is. I don't even listen to him, but my brother is like a fucking fanatic. And then I was on Mushrooms when I was in LA a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah. In the desert, listen to us, this shit is actually sick. With your brother? Yeah, I was with my brother. Last well, I met your brother before, yeah? Probably. I think I did, dude. Maybe at, at the... At Los Lobos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, now we're gonna do the intro. So right. Matt. Is there? You are Matt Lubansky yeah. from Camden, New Jersey. Born. And okay, okay. Speak heavy. Yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. us about growing up. Camden, growing, New Jersey. I grew. I was born in Camden. My house I grew up in was right outside. Okay. The white, the white Camden. It was good. It was fun. Uh, I think it's like a. It was a childhood that. I don't think people are going to get a lot anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like fucking going out to the uh, the lot and playing fucking ball and everyone linking up. And then when fucking dad comes out and yells, you go home, eat fucking dinner. There was, I, I, feel like, I, didn't, I feel like there's kids that still live that life, though. There might be, but remember, I don't know. I remember there were some kids that used to live by my house, right? Yeah. And they would, uh, every time I passed by them, they would be in the little cul-de-sac uh, next to that furniture store. And they would be having, they'd have uh, boxing gloves on. They just fight each other. Yeah, and then one time, one time me and Chase Money walked by there, right? And they were like, they were like, hey, DJ Mustard. And I was like, what? And I looked and they were like, yeah, you, DJ Mustard. And I was like, Whoa, these kids are crazy. These yeah. are the kids that box each other all day. Like these little fucking kids. These are some fucking wild ass kids. Yeah. But I hope there's kids like that. I wasn't like uh before my dad went away and shit when you know I was like twelve. He came through he came from a really fucked up life in Camden and shit. So he wanted really good for me. So he didn't even I didn't have PS2. I didn't have none of that shit. I wasn't allowed to have that shit. It was more like, yo, get your get your ass outside and go play anything. Go get in a fight. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, just get out of the way. 
get out of the house, bro. So yeah. I think that was tight. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, there's definitely, like you said, kids still doing that, but, and I grew up kind of like, on like real like city limits type shit. You know what I mean? It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't like inner city and it wasn't suburban. It was like somewhere in the fucking middle. I had a sick alleyway. I used to fucking, we used to play street hockey in which I would eventually sell weed out of. It was good. I think I just think it's like a weird, I looking back on it, I always was like, yo, cause I went to a high school a little outside the way. Uh-huh. And those kids were, all had like more money, lived like that real suburban cul-de-sac life and shit. Oh yeah. They was trying to get that uh, $100 eighth. They were trying to get that $400 zip. Yeah. Trying to get that, uh, what was they doing back in the day? Roxy. Oh, bro, yeah. There was a lot of Roxy's going on. <laughs> I'm doing the Roxy's and shit. But Roxy's, I was, I was uh, young. I was young and dumb, and I was always like, yo, mom, like, get the fuck out of this neighborhood. Let's move to, like, the nice part, you know? But now I'm, like, so happy we didn't. It made, it was, like, an ill, weird-ass fucking crossroads, mad different cultures, and like one side is just like super below the poverty line the other side of this city is like upper middle class it was just a good mix of fucking life you know and the fact that i was like pushed out there i feel like i don't know i was just scared kids nowadays don't fucking they go to college and they're like oh what this is life like yeah they don't really get to experience life like that no more no it's not it's but that's, I don't know. I feel like that's that's who we sell the uh, $100 eighth to. Yeah. They're, those kids who don't have the experience. They're good for that, yeah. Yeah. But they're also good for just clicking that lo-fi playlist and giving those kids money, you know? Yeah. They're, you know what those kids do? They listen to that playlist, that, like, real basic uh, chill lo-fi beats to do homework to or something. Yeah, but they're really just not out to it. Yeah. Little lo-fi beats to fucking Pop Roxy's too. For real. I don't even fucking... Man, I can't listen to a damn playlist. I can't even listen to the daily playlist that they put together for me. I like the... uh, I'll be using Apple Music sometimes. Yeah. What I like about that is like... What I use it the most, like Mike D has like a radio show. Oh, okay. It's not like a playlist. It's actually like a radio show where he'll be fucking, yo, yo, it's Mike D. Play a couple songs. This song was that. This was that. This was that. And, you know, the while he's talking about them or playing them, the, the info, info for the song will pop up, you know? And it'll be like, yo, this is what we were playing downtown at whatever fucking club in 86. Like, and then you, you have the option to just, you know, add that song to your fucking list or whatever. Well, that's fire. It's fire because he'll go all through old shit that influenced him or he'll have like someone from Cro-Mags on or whatever and he'll do the he'll do the mix with him and they talk. It's like a little bit of history, a little bit of fucking knowledge and new and old shit. He actually does put like some good new shit on it too. Damn so, it. I fuck with him. That's what I'm saying. It's like that to me is much better than some fucking 
nerd up in the Spotify building. Like, I know it's good. Like, yeah. This nigga trying to do cocaine and just ask people questions and be like, what? He's like the type of person who posts something. He's like, give me something new to listen to. Yeah. What are you guys all listening to? Yeah. It's like, yo. I do. I fucking hate that shit so much. You know, I ran away from that fucking whole shit. Like, like, sometimes I listen to songs I don't even know what the fuck they call. Like, I don't even know what the fuck. I just know how to find it. Yeah, all the time. Oh, bro, the, this is a little sidetrack, but the craziest thing happened the other day. What's up? I'm going to the supermarket out here in Seoul. Mm-hmm. I'm walking down the street, and there's this, like, electronics store that has mm-hmm. speakers on the outside, and, like, they never turn the music off. Always playing music, like, even at night when they're closed. I walk by and just a vodka freestyle is coming out of the speaker. What? That's so sick. <laughs> it was in. I'm in the middle of Korea and it's just like, don't coke, speed, weed, like that freestyle. Wow. And I just sat there, like lit up a cigarette and just sat there for like eight minutes while the freestyle was playing. I was like, this is, this, this was a sign from God, bro. This is weird as shit. Like, next song that played was just some random K pop song. What? It was the weirdest thing ever, bro. Damn. Was the the you want the better floor sex? Was it that yeah, vodka yeah. freestyle? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Where the floor sex, dude. Dude, vodka crazy, bro. Yeah, that that was awesome. Also about growing up where I grew up, that shit was actually heavy. That fool be smoking mad water. He was like. Do you see that one freestyle? He was all fucking all watered up. I feel like a few of them he is, bro. Yeah, that's for true. He's crazy. He's still he, doing it. Uh yeah, he still makes music. Uh yeah. He he still freestyles and shit. He still More freestyles. Than, Frank with the grip is gone. He still freestyles. I don't know if he still freestyles. Sheik Raw, I saw a new freestyle. Yeah. Um I think Reed Reed tried to like make real music, but it didn't work. Yeah, was it uh, Q Q Q Millie or Q uh, Quilly? Quilly. Yeah. Philly's funny, bro. Quilly, love- but he getting eaten up by that dude. What's that other dude? The white dude. He beefing with that one white dude, who kind of goes hella hard. I don't know. He liked this white dude who like uh, moved to. He's like AR Abs, like dude, and then he moved to Philly because he was on the run in Boston, and then he just he went back to when he went got out of jail. He came back to Philly. That's I forgot sick. his name, but he was so sick, bro. Like he's on. He be on. He was on. Funkmaster Flex shit. He's on. He's crazy, bro. The ARF shit's sad, bro. ARF, yeah, that shit's crazy, bro. They're about to free C murder, dog. Really? Yeah, they're trying to free C murder. But everyone was on this fight. You saw that when everyone was pushing this fucking movement. Yeah. I hit, hit the Instagram with that. I was like, yo, you guys talking about convicted people that are innocent. My man C murder been locked up for fucking 20 years, 25 They're trying years. to free him. They, they like, found evidence... They got Monica, the singer Monica, 
she like been with C murder, I guess, since he's been locked up, but like she got married twice. I don't know how that goes. I but, looked in there's evidence he didn't fucking do it, bro. Yeah. There's pretty clear evidence, but they found it after his like first two appeals or something. Yeah. State of Louisiana, you only get two appeals. It's something something like that. I don't know if that's hundred percent factual, but it's a situation like that. So so evil. That shit's sad, bro. I was like going through it one night, just watching all the interviews with fucking Silk the Shaka, and it's fucked up. Like Silk the Shaka is mad real. He's like, bro, I don't give a fuck if that was my brother, because he's like kind of Christian now. Yeah. And he was like, bro, I don't give a fuck if that was my brother. Like, if he really killed someone, and I really think he killed someone, like that is not by God's book. Like, I would not fuck with him at all. Damn. Deep in my heart, I know he didn't do it. That's why I still fuck with him. Wow. Dude, so it's a shocker, bro. All the dudes, bro, that's that real Louisiana North Cal connection. For real. Dude, he used to do shit with, what's the name, EA Ski? He used to be in uh, TRU. Dude, their discography is so hard. No They're living know. in Richmond. Richmond yeah. used to be a crazy fucking place, dude. That used to be a scary spot. Um, I'm pretty sure Dell lives in Richmond. Dell? Yeah. He probably lives in Richmond now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I interviewed him maybe six years ago. He lives in Richmond? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Met him at the skate park in Richmond. Dude, Richmond is is being gentrified now. Makes sense, because it's like a couple cities north of Berkeley, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a little, it was sketchy when I was there like six years ago. Like yeah, this. it was, it was definitely, dude, I used to go to a, um, to this, this venue called Burnt Ramen for shows. Yeah. And like, it was the, it was in the middle of the hood, but it was on a, it was on a little turn. So like you go into the hood and then you turn and the street curves around mm-hmm. and then it's right next to the UPS. So it's like UPS and then Burnt Ramen and then if you go anywhere around the corner, it's just the neighborhood. And then in front of it is like the train tracks. So it was like, they would be like, yo, if you're leaving, go in a group of people. Because it was like. Yeah, it was sketchy. When I was there, bro, sketchy. it was fucking sketchy, dude. It reminded me of like how Camden is, you know, yeah. like, you're, you're like in the city, whether it be Berkeley or San Fran or whatever, and then. You drive fucking a little bit, and you're just like, oh, this is where they pushed everyone out to. Yeah, it's that feeling, especially at nighttime when then like there's barely any. Uh, the streets just black, pitch black. Yeah, it's near. Is it? Am I wrong? Is it near the jail too? Is it near San Quentin? No, nah, San Quentin's farther up. Farther, farther up there. Yeah. So you just if you pass, you pass that, pass that, keep going, and then. You'll hit like right before you hit Santa Rosa. That's where San Quentin is, like the North Bay, pretty much. And you're in San Jose now. Yeah, Mostly. I'm gonna move, dude. I'm about to. I'm about to go to. I'm thinking of moving to New York. New York City or upstate? New York City. Nice. So Good I can be uh, a hipster. You want to be a hipster again? Yeah, because right now. <laughs> Right now I'm a little, I'm a suburbanite. You're working class. 
Well, I'm working class suburbanite. Oh yeah. I want to be a hipster again. I'm gonna fucking have one of those jobs that like uh I sell shoes. I wanna sell shoes. Like on Grail or something? Mm, I don't know. Maybe y'all maybe y'all own a business or something. I'll go and I'll just co own a business, like a pop up pop up pizza place. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, bro. I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm going to be a hipster again. I think right now is everyone's having a fucking crisis, bro. I'm going to be, you know, I just want to be like an older, an older hipster man. Like, uh, you know, you see, you see the older dude. He hella old, but he got the fit. He yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The first dude I met like that, and I, I wouldn't say hipster, but um, it was with Jimmy Gorecki. Yeah. Greg Lucci. Like you know that. that fool? I you think he Greg had the beard. Greg Lucci, he had the fucking gray beard. Yeah, he got that store, right? Uh uh Bazaar. Yeah, he used to do um what's the brand? Aesthetics. He used to do aesthetics. Oh, for real? That's him? He used to be part of it, yeah. And then uh, I guess he did gourmet with Buscemi or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just like one of those dudes you met. I met him when I was like 21 in the full. Felt like he could be my fucking great uncle or some shit. It was just like, yeah, you know, fucking back in Boston when we were doing the fucking shit, you know? It's like, this is. <laughs> See, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a transplant dog. I'm gonna get that East Coast accent. I'm gonna talk like an old New Yorker. I'm gonna be like, listen. You know how New Yorkers just, they, they always listen. <laughs> Listen, kid. Yeah, bro. You'll be one of the rare ones. I could be uh the New Yorkers are losing the accent. New Yorkers losing I can't I don't even know if I ever had an accent because I don't talk slow enough. They talk fast, bro. You talk too slow. Do I? Yeah, you got that West Coast draw. We don't got no draw. We talk too fast. West Coast I always thought West Coast people talk slow. We walk slow. You don't even walk. We don't even walk. We just drive. We walk drive, to the car. Drive and you get on those little scooters and then throw them yeah. on the sidewalk. You're done with them. Or like get the lime scooter, just be out. Boom. That's my favorite shit, the little lime scooter. Yeah, I, I used one here. It was mad fun. I've never Super been on a lime scooter, actually. I'm scared. I'm deathly afraid. I know they had the bike in New York and they got rid of them because they were just beating the shit out of them. No, people were stealing that shit. Stealing them, breaking them, whatever. Riding around. How was it yeah. growing up? You went to high school and when did you New move Jersey. to Philly? My dad went away. Uh-huh. Where I grew up was like, you know the Walt Whitman Bridge, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, I could walk to the foot of the wall women in like four minutes mm. so it's like it's like growing up in fucking it'd be the equivalent of growing up in like fort green and but fort green's not new york you know mm. and manhattan manhattan's new york so the whole culture everything is philly all the food the people oh so it's just everything. like right across the delaware right yeah it's right next to camden camden's yeah, yeah. on the river camden's like Ge- geography, like wise, it's like Brooklyn to Manhattan. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, 
right next to it. So, yeah, it was always that. But then when my dad went away, he got out, and then he moved to Philly. And then I would split time between my mom and my dad. And at that point, I wanted – all my homies got kicked out of my high school for smoking weed. And then they were, like, drunk testing me all crazy. So I really wanted to fucking transfer to the school in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was like a mad good school and I got in but it was just way too much money so I just hacked it and just which is on the weekends and shit be at my pops go to love go to FDR spend mad time at FDR um, and then yeah, is it true was, at FDR there was like a point where like Van Margera couldn't come there someone was telling me that like I remember when I first went to Philly uh, this dude Rob, he was talking, and then like I made a I made a joke. I was like, "Dude, this guy sounds like Bam Margera," and he just looked at me all like crazy. And I was like, uh, "Oops," because <laughs> because he had, he was like he had that real Pennsylvania accent. Yeah, he was super Pennsylvania, dude. He was like the most Pennsylvania guy ever. That water, dude. Yo, yeah. dude, the water. Yeah, he was super crazy, dude. I was like, "Wow, I've never, I, I didn't think that was real." I was like, "Yo, that's crazy," but me and him became hella cool. Yeah, he, he like moved. He was like one of the first like white people I like knew that like lived in South Breeze or uh, Point Breeze. Point Breeze, yeah. And I was like, I remember I like went to his house at nighttime, and it was just like pitch black on the street, and it just sounded crazy in there. And I was just like, "God damn," it was yeah. crazy. They're even gentrifying the shit out of that now, bro. Oh hell yeah! He was like, "Yo, you can't go home. Go to you got to crash here." And I was like, "All right." That place used to be a war zone, bro. All the way up to Gray's Ferry, all that shit. Yeah, that's where fucking Beanie's from. Yeah, see the Seagull Street, twenty twenty first and Seagull. That's like right right by that. Getting up, and yeah, I went there maybe eight months ago, and I was like. It's nothing, huh? Nah, it's crazy. Damn. And there's some good white on white gentrification out there too. It goes down. It's like it's like white. I I seen I seen there's like a a punk cafe there that we had shows. Yeah, I mean that was the start of it, and now it's like Drexel students and fucking Penn students creeping over there. I wonder where they all where all the uh, neighborhood people move to. That's what's scary. Like they move, bro, to like fucked up, worse places that are just like off the map. And like, I'm sure there's some in Pennsylvania, but I'm more, I know more about the spots in like Jersey, like yeah. Pleasant Pleasantville, right outside of AC. A lot of people move to that get displaced from Philly. Which is like fucked up, really. That's where Beanie got shot. Did AC? Um, it's called Pleasantville. It's like the Camden to AC. It's like right, right on the other side of the bay. It's really fucked up, though. They got good ass food, but it's fucked up place. And there's this place, Woodbine, mm-hmm. which is like in the sticks of South Jersey, which is just like displacement from the hood, just like. Some of those places, it turns to be like what you, I would imagine, like, you know, like Decatur, Georgia being or some shit, like, just like uh-huh. real, real rural, real poor, real violent, like, 
which is fucked up because you're just putting them in a place where there's like, like, bro, you grow up in Point Breeze, you can still fucking buy a bicycle and bike your ass into Center City and look for a job, you know? Yeah. You out grow the, up fucking out nowhere, you, you got nothing. There's nothing, bro, except sell those $100 Ace and those Roxies to the white kids in the town over. Like, oh, that's all it is. And they'll snitch. Yeah, those snitch and those cops are way more racist and fucked up. So yeah, because they don't even they're not even from there. Yeah, exactly. Don't go fuck. No, that's it. It's fucked up. And then you got the same thing with the white people from fucking Kensington and shit. They're just getting. It's so crazy. Like I've seen like this like gentrification of Irish and like Italians from parts of philly go to like the rural sides of jersey yeah and it's so funny like over a generation they'll go from like like the dad will be like some fucking white you know irish dude from kensington and then the son will be like some straight hick and you're like it makes mad sense you know what i'm saying like yeah they, they both kind of like got the same viewpoints it's just funny like you you take that like inner city white fucking little bit racist fucking shit and then you bring him and you raise your kid in the sticks and he just turns out to be like a john deere hick like oh dude I, that was the first time i ever i seen hicks in the city like in philly like northern liberties i remember we drove around northern liberties and i seen hicks bro i seen this dude with like a i seen these two girls that look like they came out the club Walking across the street, the other side walking across the street is like two white guys. One was wearing like a white power t-shirt. And I was just like, damn, this is Philadelphia. Like, you got black people going to the club, about to party it up. Then you got fucking white power fools. Yeah, and that's why I, I, when I was like way younger and I wasn't into that shit, into like the hardcore punk scene. Mm Mm-hmm. But I had like older heads that were, and they always told, I mean, it might have been exaggerated, but like war stories of like being at the punk show and the Nazi fucks from like Reading or Scranton or whatever came down and fucking massive brawls and people got stabbed and shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would hear that shit all the time. That definitely happened because it was like they, they listened to aggressive music. Yeah. You put a bunch of people listen to aggressive music with radically different political points. Yeah, because someone's gonna get stabbed. Yeah. I wish I was just a raver growing up. I but wish yeah, I wish we were like a little bit older and we could have been in the ill rave, like real raves. Yeah. Before they, before they got all fucking commercialized out and shit. Yeah. It, it would have been sick. You're right. So that's the funniest thing I always think about this. Princess Nokia one time was like, yo, Matt, like, you look like you sell ecstasy in 94. Like, <laughs> like that's sick. Me and Wick were like, that's sick, bro. Yeah, it's a good look. Yeah, you, you can sell ecstasy now. Yeah, but you you know what I'm saying, like that. Like kids, I guess, when they go to that fucking, when they go to the tunnel. Real rave. That's true. You got, you got the drip, bro. Real weirdo rave, like. You stay with that weirdo rave drip for sure. Yeah, except I don't got the Jenko. 
You don't got the, but you don't need that though. That's not you. No, it's not me, bro. That's not you. I don't know who that is. Dude, living out here is so hard to get clothes. It's crazy. Oh, because it's like all, like, it's all it's new. All, it's all so small, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, like, it's all so small. Is there like a thrift store? Are there thrift stores there like that? Um, There's not really thrift stores, but it's like kind of iller. There's one place that's like, a massive fucking building that's uh-huh. just all all fucking like ill used polo used everything like Gucci, wow. everything you find some weird ass shit in there it's what's kind of sick about this city is like like if you want to go like if you need power tools you don't go to like home depot you go to like one neighborhood and then like every fucking street is like one street's like the nails and screws. The next street is like paint. The next street is like wow. So that's fire. I like that. Yeah, like these old heads like go crazy. Like they try to bring Home Depot in here and they like rioted, and protested. Really? Yeah, because they just want like to save small business as much as they can. I love you know? that shit. That's fire. You yeah. can't do that. That's like doing that shit here is just so like people are like small business. What is that? Like you gotta be fucking, you gotta have a certain kind of brain to fucking want to be want to be fucking with small small business here. Yeah, cause fucking Amazon just make everything so easy. I fucking hate Amazon, bro. That dude is fucking evil, man. Super evil, dog. It's like you can't be that rich and not be evil, bro. Yeah, and it's weird that people are so like, they're like, yo, like what like you know he worked hard and it's like bro you ain't never finna be that like you ain't finna never be that rich like don't quit caping for this man you ain't never finna be that rich like you acting like hey man you being a hater like that man man that man got money bro blah blah blah. it's like bro like that ain't gonna give you put money in your pocket bro you're a working class just like me yeah it's 300 billion dollars like yeah that ain't that that shit is evil like you can't have a billion dollars and not fucking make people not everyone is being paid like it's come on now it's fucking crazy somebody how is and and the one other thing is like how is how is like drake in a billion dollar home and then how much is lil wayne's home yeah, well, Drake's Jewish. Damn. He got them good lawyers, you know? Yeah, that's so true. He, they, he already had them, the grassy lawyers when he signed that cash money contract. Little Wayne came from fucking Magnolia, not Magnolia, but wherever, New Orleans, when, he, when they signed them when he was fucking 13 years old. Fuck. They, probably, they probably wrote it on a napkin, like, we get 90%. <laughs> on a napkin. What do you think about uh, NBA Youngboy? I mean, I always like, I, th- I love Baton Rouge hip hop. So, yeah. I like that. Music like, is, he has good music. He's talented as shit, bro. Yeah. And I like that Boozy has like gotten behind them. Yeah. Baton Rouge is sick, bro. Baton Rouge is like a Philly type area. Yeah. Like, 
it's always like made really good fucking music that was overshadowed by the city that's larger that's nearby you know it's more and it's way more harder there oh it's like yeah scary hard yeah it's fucked up it's really fucked up yeah new orleans is like now people are gentrifying the fuck out of it yeah, last time I was there was, like, maybe two years ago, and it seemed that way. We were, like, in a pretty fucked-up neighborhood, but, like, had some fucking trendy hip party, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah, same thing. You, like, walk out of the house, and you're like, is this all right, bro? Yeah, for I, real. I, fucking, I love New Orleans, bro, dude. Going fire. Wait, uh... Energy, bro. Tell me about... Okay, so after you're in Philly... Yeah. When you go to Mass Appeal, I was that uh, when you moved to New York. Yeah, I was in Philly, and my homie worked at a company that bought Mass Econ. Econ, mm. they put out like all the evidence shit and like a uh, uh, bunch of shit. The first day electronica shit, the Alchemist Cookbook, AC Alone, all that type of shit. Freddie Gibbs, first album. He worked there, and then he was like, yo, come up for the summer. I went to Temple. I was going to Temple freshman year. And my homie was like, come up to New York for the summer. You can stay at my crib, and I can get you an internship or whatever. Mm. So I did that. And then, like, the first day, Sasha Jenkins, who's like, became my kind of mentor there, saw me and was kind of like, yo, like, I don't think you should be working for, like, this agency, like, label shit. Like, we just bought this old magazine called Mass Appeal. We got one dude working it. You should just work with him. Mm. It was just me and this dude, Treat, running, like, the blogs and shit. And then that summer, me and my homie Bill, who was the one that got me the internship, was like, uh... Yeah, we went to Sasha, and actually, it was funny. Like, we worked with that fool Jinx or whatever, Brandon, mm-hmm. Brandon Jenkins. It was, he was just working for the agency at that point. So it was funny. It's funny to see his whole rise. But uh, what? Who's that? He's like, he's on that like pod, not the podcast, but he's on that show with. He was the dude that did like the Complex News, and then he did the show with Joe Budden. He's just like, you know, kind of like a new generation of like a hip hop commentator, like interviewer type. But he's gotten fucking huge, like on social media or whatever. That's fire. But anyway, we, me and my homie Bill went up to Sasha and was like, yo, like this is early on. I think the only people doing anything YouTube, like media, music related really was fucking vice and maybe pitchfork had like a few things but no one was like really doing like the web series shit you know Mm. so i came up with rhythm roulette and one other series and we went to sasha like yo can we start shooting these fucking web series like i think it'll be good rhythm roulette first one came out popped the fuck off immediately it was like the best thing they had still is um for the youtube at least that's like everybody's favorite dude dude i was literally with this kid last night in korea yeah 
he's like my homegirl's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I've known him for like six months. We're at my buddy's house yesterday, and my buddy makes music. Got all these records, and we're like talking about sampling and shit. And the kid's like, "Yeah, I really like watching those uh, rhythm roulette things. Have you ever seen those?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Damn, he didn't even know he was with the master, dog. No, he was with the. He didn't even know he was with the most high. So I went back to Philly that first school that year, sophomore year, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, they, and then uh, Tim Hotep started running it. And then he, he kind of told them, like, yo, the fuck are we doing? Like, we need to give this kid money, like a real job, and get him to move up here. Like, his series is killing it. He's coming up with great articles for the magazine. So I just dropped out of Temple and moved up there and started working there. And that was for four years, five years. But it was good and it was bad, but I'm definitely glad I fucking left that world. You learned mad shit. I learned mad shit, but I also learned what I didn't want to do. Because that was the whole thing, bro. Like, growing up where I grew up, like, my homies in New York that grew up in New York, they have older dudes that were making money in this shit, you know? Uh Uh-huh. They knew, oh, like, this is possible whether it be Aaron or whoever the fuck was their mentor. It's like, yo, you can make money in skateboarding. You can make money in music. There's different ways to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. When I was, like, in Jersey with my brother, bro, like, I was, like, managing his fucking albums when we were, like, in the... I didn't even... I just... He always made music, my brother. Uh-huh. I, just, I just wanted to be fucking doing something with music, you know? Yeah. That, that's why, like... When I got that internship at Massapeel, I was just like, yo, whatever I can do, right? I can fucking do video, whatever. Like, so then that job kind of like chiseled away at like what I actually, I actually got to see like what people do, different jobs and the shit. And like, got ultimately decided like, yeah, I don't really want to like be 100% focused in making my money off of music. Yeah. Like, the whole industry is just fucking not, it's tasteless and gross. And, like, people are given power that really don't deserve the power, that really don't know the history, that are just, like, have connection or went to a good school or some shit. Like, Yo, that is straight how it is. Yeah. Even with the uh, the little key, the little, the key, the key holders, the, the PR people. Yeah, it's all just like, I don't know. It's like it's who you know. It's who you know, not what you know. And if it was what you know, then we would be way further along and kids would have a way better. Like I was talking to Sagan maybe like last year. Mm-hmm. And he was he was like, Bro, you know these kids don't even know who Wu Tang is, right? He's like, I talk to these kids on Fairfax now. These young kids that were like, you know, how Tyler and Earl's age when he met them. And he's like, bro, they don't even know who Wu Tang is. He's like, so where's that? He's like, we're officially fucking old. Yeah. Because it got into some world like, I don't know. I was always told that like before, when like the internet shit start first started popping off and all that, you actually did need to like have some type of respect in the community of street. What is that? A little cat in there? There's a cat. There's cats fucking. And then my fucking crazy ass dog, she a pit bull. Hey. She hears that shit and she's like, 
the fuck? Love pit bulls. So she gonna start barking. I've got, dude, I got her for free, bro. She's nice. Yeah. Fucking cats having sex outside, dude. I hate this shit. All day, all night at my fucking crib, dude. Just cats fucking mm-hmm. all the time. Screaming. It's the most God. Just so they can make more fucking little babies that they have no home. Yeah, more, <laughs> more fucking homeless babies. I have homeless sex and shit. Fucking dirty ass cats. Dude, we gotta reform the cat population, bro. Yeah, for real, dude. And then all these people, they're like, oh, I love, I love cats. It's like, mm, fucking go rescue them off the fucking, out of my, away from my fucking house then. Yeah, go rescue them. Go take care of them and get them out of my fucking way. I don't yeah. trust them, fuckers, bro. I do not trust cats, bro. No, their eyes, bro. It's all in their eyes. And then if you pet them and they don't like it, they scratch the fuck out of you. They're mean, dude. Yeah, they're not cool, bro. The villainized fucking pit bulls that are actually the sweetest fucking dog if, as long as you fucking raise it nice. Yeah. And will have your back and are loyal as fuck. Like, yeah. Fucking goddamn. Yeah. But yeah, that shit, the Master Pill shit was good, but it reached a point where I was just like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What was the and next? It was mad weird, like... uh on the block of Mass Appeal, there was like a fucking gallery and this dude lived in the gallery and he went on vacation for a while and he let Wick and Hawk and all them stay there. Oh, yeah. I so, I just, that. so I just met Hawk one day. He asked for a cigarette and then he was like, oh, like, why don't you just come up and hang out with us? And that's like when I met Lucas that day, Sammy that day, Wick that day. And then it was literally right next to the office. So, bro, there was like the last six months at that job, I knew I was going to quit. I was just mm. smoking weed with these fools all day long. Like, nah, I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. Like, and if I got an email, like, you, you have a meeting in 10 minutes, I just fucking walk right back. Oh, yeah. And then, so after that, I was just, didn't have a job for a minute. And then Tommy, who was managing Racking, was just like, yo, bro, like, you're already coming up with mad ideas for the guys. We all talk, like, start working with us and do letter racer and shit. That's so, fire. Yeah, so I just started doing that. And Dude, then, letter racer was, like, the coolest shit. Yeah, I, loved, I loved it. I loved it, too, bro. I don't know. People, people involved just kind of lost interest. Yeah, what the fuck happened? I don't know, it's like anything, but like looking back at it, like I'm kind of glad it like stopped. I don't know. I like shit that like has its time and then, you know, ends yeah, with it. And you yeah. don't you don't milk the shit out of it and you don't like keep trying to push it even though not everyone's like really gung-ho about it so it feels less cool or feels less where it's from. You know what I mean? Ah, nature world. What? <laughs> Nature world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let that shit die, bro. I like letting shit die, bro. That was the whole thing with like people. Are like, how did you just leave rhythm roulette? Like that was like you just stopped doing it. Like it was, um, yeah, dude. I wanted to move on to the next thing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta let it be great. Yeah, I hate like that's the reason I fucking. 
hate a lot of these brands that are fucking 30 years old and shit. So I'm just like, yeah, just... I, I fuck with Iraq. Like Iraq kind of did that, you know? Yeah. Kind of like naturally all that shit usually happens naturally, dude. Like people just grow up and then like, or we get a job, me and Wiki are on the road half mm -hmm. the year. Johnny gets a job. You know, it's like, Yeah, it just happens naturally and to like try to force it to work it makes it fucking whack. So yeah, just let it let it be. And then same thing I did with like the Don't Buy Daddy videos with my homie Nick. Like yeah. the one the homies that know those videos and there's people around the world that know those videos, they fucking love those videos. And that's sick. You know? Even you if it's fucking beat the shit out of it till those fucking People are like, yo, another one. Yeah, exactly. And then we hate it. And no, we just let we just let it die. And then uh, ASAP Rocky and his boys just decided to copy it and make it way worse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know how they do. You know how them suckers do. Poachers. Poachers, straight poachers. But that's the cool shit, because, like, some fucking kid that's, like, 17 now is going to stumble upon that shit on YouTube and feel, like, hella special. Like, oh, like, I found this fucking sick three series of videos. Yo, like, you ever hear Letter Racer? Like, they, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you think about it, it's, like, if you, like, I'm sure in your world with, like, punk and hardcore, there's, like, labels that were only around for, like, five to ten years that were like really sick and then died off and then oh yeah it's like when you know that shit it's like you kind of have access to this special thing yeah oh yeah it's special dude it's like it's not this fucking dead horse that fucking people are still carrying around yeah it's like really. some real fucking rare shit yeah people i don't know that's great what point I, though great point people let fucking, it die let it fucking die bro yeah. And make good. some cooler new shit and challenge yourself. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm liking that. If I just did rhythm roulette until I was forty five years old, I'd be like, all right, cool. Like no one would care. That'd be no. like I used to like that. Yeah. Now it's like people are like, Yo, this is the one. Yeah, and then I peaced out and I got to fucking travel the world because of that decision. You know what I mean? Oh straight and up. It's the same thing with like Wick, like working with Wick for fucking all of that time. Like, I love Wick, he's my brother, but I just reached a point where I was like, yo, I need to do something new for myself. Yeah. And I've, that's why I came out here all the way to Korea, because I'm like, yo, like, just do some next weird shit, bro. Straight up. When people go left, go right. Like, I felt the same thing just with New York in general. I was like, bro, I'm, I might just sit here for until I'm 50 and be like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, where it's time gone. That's why I'm trying to just go to New York now. Yeah, go wherever, bro. Because like that... I, I was gonna move to I was gonna move to Las Vegas for a second. You told me you were gonna move to Berlin too at this point. Yeah, I want to move to Berlin soon. But you know what it is? I got a homie that's that's from out there. He's like a an African immigrant. Yeah, and he's like an African immigrant, but he grew up in the UK, and then moved to Berlin and then I don't know like he like be places and then people just start like white guilting him yeah 
and like he has to have now he has to have some fucking conversation with some weird German that's drunk about race when he wasn't even trying to have that and it's like I'm not even trying to have that but I feel like I'm gonna have that if I go to Berlin you know what I'm saying I'm gonna have that they're gonna want to talk to me about race and explain to me how they're doing what they can and this and that and I'm just like man I'm just trying to fucking kick it dog (laughs) like what are you talking about yeah, you guys invented eugenics, right? You guys tried to make a superior race, right? Who? The, <laughs> yeah, they, they're trying to make a superior race. Eugenics? They, they invented that, yeah. Yeah, they bro, invented. I should tell them. Be like, hey, bro, just go chill I, with your superior race, homie. I get the heebie-jeebies when I'm out there, bro. I just, dude, I the falafel, it go off. The falafel go off, but the falafel also go off elsewhere. Yeah, I, yeah, Germany weird, bro. Germany creeps me out. It's too There's, weird. I'm trying to the city. I was like so high one time there, and I'm just like, "Yo, Wick, we've been there for like four days. Have you seen anyone older than sixty? Like, there's no old people in the city, bro. Dude, they just die, or they just stay in the crib. All young, young weirdos, bro. In Berlin? Yeah. Yeah, bro. They, I don't, dude. The old, the old people. They're like, man, they ship their ass off to, to, to Leipzig. Yeah, they're in Munich. Yeah, they're just chilling. But yeah, I think you should do it, bro. You should go wherever the fuck you want. I mean, you got chat. I think it's all about having like chapters in your life, you know. Yeah. And you already got a few solid up and down chapters. Like, that's what makes a fulfilled life. Yeah, I want to do the. I'm gonna do the New York chapter. Vegas is sick too. Jamie, Maybe. Jamie is in Vegas. He, he fucks with that. Yeah. Yeah, the animator pool. Oh he, shit. He likes it, dude. Isn't La- is Susan in fucking Vegas? I think so. Yeah. Dude, for for the amount I pay for an apartment, I could get a house in Vegas. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, man. I think I would move there, but then it's like hot. I want to move there eventually. I always think about it because my dad lives there. You still so live if, there? I, if I live there, I'm going to make my dad move into my spot. That'd be sick. Just so that he don't got to fucking, he don't got to be on the street. Yeah. Running wild, or if he is on the street, at least I like under like know where he is. Yeah, and if he needs a place, you can fucking come. You can just sleep, you know. My dad still parties, dude. Really? He's, he's still, still he's still going off, bro. I'm just like, dude, chill. <laughs> what twenty twenty five years younger than him? You're like sober. Yeah, and he's just like, he's like, oh, I went to AA meetings when I was a kid. Me and my buddies, we would drink beer before we went to it and I'm like I don't think that's the I don't think that's the point <laughs> he's like oh you know that's what you did you drank before you went to the AA meeting I was like alright whatever you do you dad he's got his own journey yeah he's, he's living his own journey I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the Berlin too do it bro I'm saying add these chapters bro I got I got the I gotta wait a couple months. I got the the bread stacking, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna see what the bank what the what the payout is. 
it's just hella fucking expensive where you are, right? Dude, it's it's costs more to live here than it does in New York. But so, I think if you work a job, you work a job here, it pays more than anywhere else. Yeah, that makes sense. But it also costs a uh, cost hell. It pays a lot here, but it also costs way more than it pays. Yeah, like, because the, these fucking tech boys, bro, they're making dumb they, money. It's crazy because they straight live. They'll live like where I live, and then they they have like a Tesla, and it's like, dog, we live in like a fucking slum, bro. Like, why do you have a Tesla? Like, why? It's like Tesla or a nice place to live. It's like eventually you're just gonna live in the Tesla if you work if you live here. I'm interested in like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are moving from California. Yeah. And they're going interesting places. I wonder what's going to happen to fucking Boise, Idaho, and Austin, Texas, and Vegas and shit. You Dude, know? I'm, I'm moving to fucking... I'd move to Idaho. I heard it slaps. I heard it's so nice. I yeah. mean, I've been a bunch of times. It's fucking beautiful. I heard it's cool. It's probably peaceful as shit. Yeah, dude. Well, the, whole, the whole fucking country's changing. I know, right? I can tell, even from being out of here. Which is wow. good. Needs a little shake up. That's true. The little shake. A little town shake. A little shake. Alright, well, I'm going to end it there. You got any shout outs? No, I don't got no shout outs, bro. That's why I love you, bro. I'm a solo thing right now, bro. My dude, Malubansky. Take it easy, T. Malubansky, you already know. Easy, My man's bro. Matt, the Louboutin God. <laughs> Malubansky. This is the Twan cast. Hey, jerk off. You're listening to the Twancast, baby. Yo, what the fuck is up? We back and that's the end of the cut. Yo, it's T, baby. We back. That was my man, the Louboutin God, Matt Lubansky. Hopefully you learned some things. If you didn't, press pause. Rewind. Like back in the day, remember when you had to rewind the tape with the little pencil? Nah, you too young. If you, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody that used to rewind the tape with the pencil is listening to this right now. Like maybe they are actually, they on the motherfucking BQE listening to this, trying to get to where they going. Are you on the motherfucking 280 freeway? Are you on the 101 freeway? Are you on the 880 freeway sliding to Oakland right now? And you listening to this? Are you on the FDR listening to this? Or you on the motherfucking, I don't know, the number. You on the 95 going to Richmond, Virginia? You already know. Are you, uh, you in the tube? You in the tube right now? You in... You in the, uh, you going, you in the tube, you sliding to the ends. You already know what the fuck. You already know what's going down, bro. Are you on the bus? Are you in the car? 
listening to this. Shouts out to all my niggas driving cars with no license, no registration, no insurance. Shouts out to all my niggas, man, that's on the plane right now. They got their masked up. They got the gloves on. People is freaking out, bro. Coronavirus. Shit is real. Just like my nigga Cardi B said. Mm. Shouts out to the big booty Judy's. Big booty cutie Judy. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to my big booty cutie Judy. You know, baby. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Tita, bro. Shouts out to my moms. Shouts out to my dad. You know what I'm saying? Twan Cash wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for my mom and dad busting. Busting back to back, you know what I'm saying? Busting, you know, man, man, in the bed, they was making me. They was making me. Shouts out to my moms and dad for making me. Yeah, like that. Uh-huh. Next Friday, we're going to be back again. Got my man, Ness on in. He going to be speaking a lot of shit, man. Ness, man, that's the OG, man, for People's Army. You already know, red, black, and green, RBG. Mm, and it's like that. Twan cast. Goodbye.